Well, well, welcome to the Minnesota Vikings post-game report. As you can tell in my voice, um, the Minnesota Vikings did not take care of business today, losing to the L.A. Rams 30-23 to and in a game where the Vikings had more total yards, had more turnovers, well, forced more turn- turnovers, and had pretty much a better game as far as in the stat sheet, unlike third down, which they were 2-12. of 12. They didn't take care of business today, Ben. No, I mean, usually when you win the yardage and you win the takeaway battle, uh, you usually win the game, and uh, and that didn't happen. Obviously, the the punt return for touchdown, that kind of negates one of the takeaways, but still, you, you feel like you're going to win the turnover battle, and uh, you, know, you do enough, but we just couldn't make enough stops on defense. You know, I think that we were sluggish a little bit from the start offensively. We couldn't really get things going until the second half, and then it was almost just too little too late. And it was, Yeah, it was, it was amazing the situations. Both of Anthony Barr's interceptions were at or deep into the red zone, one of which we got a touchdown on, the other one we got a field goal on. And, you know, Ben, you, you bring up it's – there's a lot of things, a lot of big momentum plays. That interception in the early on in the game that Cousins threw to K, back shoulder K.J. Osborne, the Vikings come away with zero points on that drive. That killed us. And then, obviously, you know, the punt return. So, special teams, which has been very solid for us all year, uh, you know, unfortunately gave up a, a difference maker today. And, you know, offensively, just not much in that first half. And, you know, to sum it up defensively, you had three picks. We had could have easily had five. Um, yeah, you kept Stafford off his game, but – you know, when you're giving up over five yards of carry on the ground, you give up 159 yards to a team that's averaging 99 per game. Um, yeah, and, you, and then you're in a situation where you're behind and need to get the ball back. I mean, that's that that doesn't bode well for a defense. Yeah, you're speaking of the, the defensive side of the ball. Like you said, gave up 159 total rushing yards today, had eight runs of seven yards or more. And when you have five drives that go ten players or more and your defense is out in the field that long, uh, it, it starts to, to wear them down. And we saw that early on in the first half, but for sure after they stopped trying to figure out the, the L.A. Rams in this case, stopped trying to pass the ball, they were like, okay, we can just do this and keep those guys on the field and keep running down their throats, Ben. You know, which was surprising because everybody watching this game in the first half and early in the second half, it's like, why, why aren't the Rams running more? You know, I know that their identity is to pass the ball, and Sean McVay, I think just, you know, he's in love with his receivers and his quarterback, and rightfully so, but you also have to read the game. And and I actually think that they it was a benefit that he was so prideful and, and wanting to keep throwing the football. Uh, it kept us in the game. I think defensively, even offensively, gave us a few more chances uh, just because of the takeaways and stuff like that. But right from the get-go, you could tell that, their offensive line was just better than our defensive line. They were making more plays. They stuck with the pass game until uh, until midway through the third quarter. And then after that, they were like, okay, we, we wised up a little bit. We're just going to run the football. And then once they did that, they controlled our energy. You know, they, they kind of – you know, kept rolling, and every time they would get into a third and short situation, which they had a lot more third and shorts than we did, we were, you know, third and seven plus on a lot of our third downs. So um, they got third and short. They capitalized. They kept the the chains moving and uh, kind of took the life out of us. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of third down, ten out of ten out of our twelve third downs today were third and seven plus. So that explains pretty much how our offense played behind the sticks for most of the game. But I, I want to stick on 
their offensive side of the ball, our defensive side of the ball. Uh, ben made a couple of good points. They kept running down their throats. We couldn't figure it out. But one thing they started doing was running it off tackle in the second half using Cooper Cup as a, as a, a seal blocker. So when you look at an offense that got a lot of their rushing yards on some cutbacks, and you made a good point, uh, Bursage in the booth, they were getting a lot of those cutback runs because our defensive ends weren't playing dis- discipline. Then we started playing discipline, and they started running their play side. Yeah, you're right, and and that's you know the the thing that's frustrating is at the bare bones of the game, you either have an eight man box or a seven man box. You you have two two deep safeties or single high, and every time it seemed that we had two deep safeties, you know they would they would get eight yards before anybody would even touch the running back. I mean, it's just too much. And I think a lot of that's the technique of our defensive ends, just not keeping their shoulders square, lining up too wide, giving too big a cutback lanes. Sony Michelle has kind of found a groove in the running game for this team as far as a cutback running game. And, you know, and unfortunately, uh, you know, he was he was so efficient the entire day. Um I think the play that kind of sums it up, though, was late in the game. He had a third, and I think it was like third and two, and they ended up getting 15 to the good. And that was about seven yards of Michelle carrying people on his back. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff that kind of stuff can't happen. I mean, you know, it's amazing the momentum swings, right? Just right where we're sitting right here in front of us, what could have been or should have been ruled a fumble by Cooper Cup. You know, we don't come up with it, and then we ended up giving up a touchdown pass to Stafford. So it's like – when when you when you uh, defensively you have to have the resilience of when things don't go your way to hang in there find another way to stop an offense and you know we just didn't do that today. Uh, Lieber Cooper Cup ten receptions one hundred and nine yards uh, he had the big thirty seven yarder uh, late in the game on Mackenzie Alexander that pretty much gave them that extra drive and pretty much sealed that the, the final drive and gave them the win but it, it, he's just very annoying like as a slot receiver trying to cover him because. You have to worry about their outside guys, but it's just—it just looks like everywhere he is, he makes a play. You don't—you—you you, you have to find him pretty much most of the time. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously you know number ten identification. I mean, it happens kind of kind of every time you face a uh, a dominant player that you always have to have awareness. You have to call that number out. You got to be—you uh, have to understand where that player is at and where they think where you think that they're going to end up. And and you're right. He's sort of annoying because he's he's not one of those. I mean, look at the other side of the ball. He's not a JJ. You know, he's not Justin Jefferson where he sort of stands out physically as well. He's he's not like a, you know a Larry Fitzgerald where he's physically imposing, and uh, he just kind of does everything right. And you know that's why Matthew Stafford said he's one of the smartest football players he's ever played with because he just understands what the defense is trying to do. He understands what the offense is trying to do. He he understands spacing. And he can make some tough catches, and then he can run after the catch as well. And, they, and the fact that they use him in, in a variety of different ways, he can be a number one receiver on the outside, he can be a two, he can be a three in a, in a, in a bunch set or in the slot. They just kind of place him anywhere, and he knows how to run the offense. So, you know, for the most part, i got to say that we, we did a pretty good job against him. You know, again, I'm not really mad at our pass defense. I'm mad at our run defense. You know, their rushing of the football and their dominance at the line of scrimmage opened up everything else, kept us on the field, wore us down the second half, and therefore they made more plays. That is very true. Um, they made way more plays than we did in both the run and the pass game, and it showed up pretty much at the end of the game where we lost 30-23 to 23 today. And I want to talk about Justin Jefferson. The one positive today is he now has the NFL record for most receiving yards in the first two years of his career, passing Odell Beckham today in front of Odell Beckham. And 
Um, he did have eight catches, 160, 116 yards, uh, Bursich, but it, it, you wanted this offense to make more plays and sudden change. You wanted to have a big play to Justin Jefferson and sudden change. Granted, we did get um, 10 points off of three uh, moments of sudden change. They had three interceptions, but still only 13 points in the last eight eight opportunities of sudden change in the last three games. I feel like that's kind of unacceptable, right? It, you know, it is. And I mean, and that's again going back, you know, to the momentum and. You know, I thought that, um, you know, Clint Kubiak did a good job of kind of switching things up. You know, third quarter, we started going hurry up, some quick play fakes, you know, some quick throws. Uh, I thought C.J. Ham was was very, very good when he had opportunities. Um, I liked the screens and different things that they did to try to slow down this pass rush from the Rams. And, uh, you know, so there were some good answers, let's say, to the question and to the to the players and, and the talent that, that the Rams have on defense. So, uh, but just, just uh, you know, you, you come out, and again, that's why I'm saying that interception, you get a long drive early on in the game, and an interception and come away with no points on the board, you know, that's, that's, a, big, that's a big momentum killer. Um, and it would have had given us an opportunity to at least keep, keep it a one-score game. And, you know, you, you, know you, just, you just don't – offense is slow again. I mean, this has been kind of the third week in a row for Cousins. I mean, he, he ended up – Getting close to uh, 100 for a passer rating, a 93.6. But, you know, if I'd have told you Stafford would have a 46-8 rating with three interceptions, you'd say, well, we, we won by at least two touchdowns. And it's just kind of not just not the case. So it's, it's again, kind of who we are. We're really good at – we do things certain things very, very well. And others, it just evaporates. And it's very, very frustrating. I don't want to label this team at this point in time, but I think we all kind of see what our stripes are. But – you know, we're, we're an okay team. We're not a good or great team. And good and great teams take that first interception when you're on your own 11-yard line. You're on the, the opposing 11-yard line going in. 11-yard line going in, your first play, you give up a sack to Gaines right up the middle. Right. And it, and it knocks you back. And all of a sudden now you're off schedule when you just had a takeaway. When you talk about caption momentum against a really good playoff team that's coming into your place, a game where you have to win, you feel like you have to win out, and those are the missed opportunity that just, just drives you crazy. And we've kind of seen it throughout the season. And, what, you know, I know it shouldn't maybe frustrate us as much as it, as it did to me at this point in time because we've seen our team kind of do this. But, and like you said, Gabe, when you set up the question, yeah, we, got, we had 10 points off those takeaways. Yeah, but we could have had 14 at yeah, least. At least. You know, you give up a sack on the first play to go off schedule after an interception in the 11-yard line. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, those are the plays that you have to make. All right, well, the Minnesota Vikings are 7-8. and eight. Go to Lambeau next week. Bursich, the win almost seems impossible, but the Vikings have done it the last two times. They won at Lambeau last year, and they beat the Packers earlier this season. Your thoughts going into that game? Well, you, you know, it, it's kind of a, a, a similar – Similar situation, except you have a much better quarterback. And, you know, you're, you're playing out there New Year's Day. The weather is not going to be great. It's, I mean, it's going to be cold. Uh, so, yeah, I expect Green Bay to just try to keep this thing on the ground. Offensively, um, you know, I think you're running up against a much better or a much more quality entire defensive backfield. So, it's going to be tough to throw the football. Their ability to get pressure on the quarterback, I mean, with injuries and things up front, uh, that's a little bit, I think, in question. Um, you know, will we have Adam Thielen back? Will Dalvin Cook be back? I mean, I know his final test will be that morning, 
on Sunday, so we could have Dalvin Cook for Green Bay. That would be a huge shot in the arm. I mean, he means so much to this team, not just from his number standpoint, but from a leadership standpoint, from a toughness standpoint. Um, you know, having him on the field would be, would be a, a, a great boost. Um, but how many times are you going to say it? You know, you've got to win this one, got to win this one, got to win this one. You know, we, you know, week after week after week, we kind of see ourselves staring that, staring that, you know, demon right in the face. And, you know, can we get above 500 by the end of the year? I mean, if you beat Green Bay, yeah, you should because you should be able to beat the Bears. And, you know, um, but the, our record is kind of right how we play. Right, you know, you eh, win a couple, and you know, it's just the the inability to carry the momentum is 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 just frustrating. Yeah, and you know, I'm just going to keep harping on the same thing. I mean, for us to go into Green Bay next week, you know, we have to do a better job of of controlling the line of scrimmage. You know, especially defensively, we know just like they know it's going to be a, a cold game. Whether this game gets flexed out or not, it's going to be a cold day at Lambeau. And and what do teams do in the cold? Well, most of the time you try to run the football. You try to you try to dominate the line of scrimmage. There's going to be some passing. Don't get me wrong, especially on their part. I mean, they're going to be way more used to the cold than than we are. Uh, so you're still going to see some some passing of the football. But you know, you really snatch people's souls when you are in that cold weather. And Pete, you know that. Like when you when you basically get on a nine on seven game and you start hammering these guys, you start picking up first downs in the run game. It, it just takes the life out of you because all you want to do is run back and get in front of those heaters and get on the bench, you know, and get off the field defensively. So. Um, you know, it's going to be a war of attrition next week. We have to be a, re- a better run team than the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, again, our defense in the pass game is going to have to step up and, and tackle well. And um, we're going to have to get some takeaways. Getting takeaways, getting more points on the board than the Green Bay Packers is the key to success next week. But that will wrap it up for this week's postgame report. For Ben Lieber, Pete Burstage, my name is Gabe Henderson. The Vikings lose 30 to 23 post Christmas to the LA Rams guys in the meantime have a safe holiday season happy new year everyone we'll talk to you guys next week